Welcome to the Stickers on the Mic podcast brought to you by StickerGiant.com, where we talk with our customers about how they started their business, how they're marketing their brand, and how they're growing their company. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, thank you for your continued support. As a bonus for all of our listeners who want to try us out, head over to StickerGiant.com and use the coupon PODCAST to take 20% off your first item. Without further ado, it's time for the Stickers on the Mic podcast from Sticker Giant. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Stickers on the Mic. Andrew with you. Uh, Today is a Friday, April 16th, and it is a sunny but snowy day here in Colorado. Um, Wherever you are when you're getting this, I hope it's nice where you're at. Today, we're uh, bringing in a Longmont-based creative, Tom Ludlow from Tend Studio. Tom, thank you for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me on. So tell us all about Ten Studio. What's what's going on? Well, Ten Studio is a motion design and video production company. Um, we are currently located in Mead, Colorado, at our new facility, uh, where we offer you know live action video shoots, as well as custom motion graphics packages and animation. Um, We do everything from web and social to broadcast video to even um, what we consider custom projects. Uh, We're currently in month 15 of production on a planetarium film for CU Boulder. It's called Forward to the Moon, and it's about the next 30 years of NASA missions to the moon. So it's really incredible. I've spent my uh, quarantine doing spacewalks, and then I'm home in time for dinner. That's pretty cool. How did that, like, I I think that's actually what really brought me to you guys, I feel. Like, there was obviously the Mars, um, the Perseverance stuff was going on, and and I feel like I saw a post related to this Fisk Planetarium thing at CU Boulder, which, love that place. Yeah. Um, What, um, it says it's going to be released in summer 2021. How did you, A, land a client like that? And then B, what you know, what does it look like to to work with Lockheed Martin and talk to astronauts and and et cetera? It's pretty wild, man. Um, I mean, honestly, how I landed it was the curator of the planetarium. His name is Thor Metzinger, and he was my professor when I went oh. to the Art Institute of Colorado in Denver. And okay. he taught me VFX and motion graphics. And now he makes planetarium films at CU Boulder. And he was looking for a partner and we were looking for a project and it was just like very serendipitous. Mm. Um, I met him, met up with him again at a like networking thing that I go to in Denver, at least pre COVID. Um, There was this uh, get together called sauce society and it's all video editors, motion designers. And I saw him there and he was like, Hey, you know, I haven't seen you. How are you doing? I said, I'm great, man. I just launched my own business here. Check it out. And, He's like, I might have something for you. And a couple months went by and then the phone rang one day. He said, you ready to go on this? Come on in. Let's talk about it. Um, And it's been incredible. I mean, to have Lockheed Martin as a partner is just mind boggling. The the 3D models that they've been able to share with us um, have been incredible for the success of our film. Um, I would not consider myself a very good 3D modeler, certainly not to the detail level of the models that we're getting to put our hands on and and put into this film. So it's been a really valuable relationship with them. And, you know, we work hand in hand with their uh, Waterton Canyon 
location where we've actually been able to get in and do some video shoots with some really neat um you know outer space stuff in the background and talk to some incredibly smart people that are pioneering the technology that's going to get us there hmm. so it, it's been incredible you know we have a weekly call with or a bi-weekly call with them excuse me and on that bi-weekly call we cover everything that's going on any updates to the schedule updates to the covid status are we going to be able to get in with a vr camera to do right. some some video recording or are are we kind of at the mercy of your team and they've been very collaborative about it and and it's looking like things are moving in the right direction that we might actually get the footage we're after this facility looks wild like with what they do there mm-hmm just, at, at uh, the planetarium? No, Waterton Canyon Lockheed oh, yeah. campus. Yeah, man, that's been a pretty wild experience to get any kind of access there. Wow, I didn't even realize they were producing satellites like that there. Oh, they do all kinds of DOD. Well, yeah, their most recent, stuff. yeah, yeah, a lot of Department of Defense, but like, this is wild. Um, I mean, this is, they've been doing it for a while, but um, really cool. Well, Colorado has um, really become like an epicenter for the space programs. Yeah, yeah, it it is. <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> um, so, you know, we've covered the space. I'm a space geek, so I could talk about that all day, and that's just fascinating. I'm, I'm a huge, huge geek about it. But, you know, you, you know let's, let's face it. This is a small business show. Lockheed Martin doesn't need our promotion. No. Um, but, like, uh, so, so you, but you're in the promotional sort of creative space, and, and you're working with a lot, a varied group of clients, right? I mean, there's ARC thrift stores. There's left-hand brewing. You know, there's, like— that's a, a wide gulf of of audiences and clientele and how do you sort of scale what you can do and offer folks through through 10 studio well that's i'm really glad you asked that thank you um tend can scale to whatever project size we need to whatever team size we need to accommodate um, we've got a whole, we call it a hive because our logo has a little B on it, it you know, sure but does. our hive of freelance talent, people across the country. Um, we've even got a few international partners, um, that we can collaborate with. We can find a local crew to come in and shoot your video and we can direct it remotely just like this over zoom or over some video platform. Right. Um, or we can set up something at our facility, at your facility, bring out a local crew to, to handle it. Um, and the same goes for animation and motion design. Um, I've been in the industry for a long time and, you know, I have a, a lot of friends in a lot of places and many of them are freelance or have recently gone freelance in the past right. year. So there's incredible talent. It's, it's about sourcing the right talent for the job. So I think that's kind of what we specialize in is what are you after and let us get the right person on the project. Interesting. Um, and it says that you can like rent out the space too. This is kind of neat. I mean, it's like, looks pretty established as far as like the kind of staging and, and um, just the whole room. You, you know what I mean? Like what, what does it look like to do studio work there? Well, I'm really glad that you think it looks established. We just got in here in October. So Hey, listen, the pictures online make you're, you're selling it, right? I mean, you got to sell it through your website. I mean, it's yeah. only photos, but like, I mean, you got your loft of your editing loft there and you got like your green screen and soundstage, you know, I mean, 
in a place like Boulder County, there's definitely a few studios. There's one not far from here. Uh, I'm blanking on the name of it. But, like, you know, places where you can, like, rent or do whatever. But, like, right. when it comes to, like, soup to nuts, you know, like, how, how do you offer that to, to people who are interested? I mean, right now, obviously, it's, like, not like people are banging down your door. Cause right. of but, like, I presume you move out there and you're – and this will – past too. So how, how do you want to um, sort of promote that side of your business too? I'm not really sure what that looks like for me yet. Honestly, mm. um, I just had my first clients in here yesterday using mm. it for the first time while I'm like up in the loft working and it was great. It was oh, like awesome. that's hands off for you. That's just like hourly rate. It they can do. be. Right. Oh, okay. But so. for me, for my business, it was a wise investment because location is always a cost. It's always a line item. Unless the customer like left hand, you know, really wanted to do something on their location. They wanted to do something similar to their social media because it's really successful. And they wanted to kind of piggyback off those themes and those locations and and bring something magical to a space, which Mm -hmm. is certainly something we can do. Um, But we also have many clients who just have a small office or a small conference room that they could offer up. And honestly, that's not really enough. No. We, we yeah. need to have a more secure space where we can leave things set up so we can maybe spread the shoot out over a couple of days or, um, you know, we, we need better sound quality, better lighting quality. And if I can get into my own studio and get all that set up and have my six-year-old sit in the seat for me while I light it up and make sure it's looking, you know, like a at least a sketch of what I have in mind. Then when the co- client shows up, because in our line of business, often the client is the talent, right? right? Right. So when they show up, they just walk on, get in the hot seat and we get started. We do a video interview or, you know, maybe we have something staged and set up and they're our actor for the day. Totally. So nice. it just gives us a lot of flexibility to kind of, do whatever needs to be done for our clients um, so that the creative is most successful. Mm, Cause nice. if the creative isn't successful, we're never going to achieve their, the client's goal. Right. And then we've just failed in general. <laughs> so I really try to be sure I know their goals and what they're after and the quality that is going to achieve that. And then we kind of work back from there. Interesting. So, you know, speaking of like, so control is obviously a big part of just having a studio, which makes makes a lot of sense. Now, um, sometimes things can get out of control. So like speaking of out of control, um, I could imagine these sort of motion design projects like going either really well and really seamlessly or tragically off track because of scope creep and clients not understanding rendering and immersive environments and how much like goes into that. You know what I mean? I do. I do know what you mean. Um, And I think for us, that always just comes down to like managing the client's expectation and being an effective communicator and saying, well, that's not how we really like to do it or that's not typically how we do this sort of thing. Um, and, and helping guide that conversation, shepherd it in the right direction and keep it on the road, man. Like mm-hmm. I feel like clients are often like this, you know, it's just their hand to their face close to their, um, to their problem or to their 
like needed objective Mm -hmm. that they just don't see the bigger picture, which is like maybe the general public doesn't understand their product or understand their approach and why it's different Mm -hmm. and where that value really is because of their product or or their um, technology. Right. Right. So So yeah, we do a good job of like explaining that to the public. I was about to say, like, educate, like, because, like, there's a difference sort of between 2D and 3D motion design, obviously. Like, it's just a sense of depth, I, I suppose. But, like, I mean, it's more complicated than that. But, like, Certainly. when you're trying to sell these things, how do you get the right fit for somebody? Because, obviously, it's like, look at what we did for left hand. We can do this. Obviously, we'll do it different, right? But, you know, how do you... um onboard them to get them the right fit for those kind of because i think motion i mean we see so much of that now and we're doing a lot of it here at sticker giant with our ad creative and our and our creative team yeah you guys do an awesome job well thank you (laughs) but like it's mostly really flat vector like it's it's cool looking but because of covid it's like we're not doing a lot of live shots right we're not doing we're not having our, our videographer come into the factory right now to just even though we have a lot of footage of stuff coming off machines it's nice to just Listen, we got a new commercial. We might even be doing a lot of times what we're doing now is we're like printing a design that goes in the ad, right? But we can't get that footage. So we've gone to more animated stuff. And and I think a lot of people are doing that because of social media. But it doesn't necessarily, it's not cheaper just because you're not doing live, live action. In a way, it's like, all right, we got the sound. We got everything in frame. Yeah. Right? As opposed to, I got to get the sun over here with the landscape of this graphic, and it's going to move in the shadow and the light. Natural light, it takes care of itself. You know what sure. I mean? So sure. how do you, like, figure out a way to get that right blend for people, like, of motion and live action? Well, I'll be honest, man. A lot of times they have a vision for what they want already. They mm-hmm. have an example or of something they've seen or something that they were, like, you know, moved by. And that's what they want for their business. They, with the internet, it's so easy to say, no, no, no. I want like this, this company or this video, like look at this piece of reference. Um, And then I would say the other major component of that is budget. Mm. There's, I'll just be honest with you, small businesses, we usually steer them towards a a 2d package because it's just cheaper. It's more efficient to get it done. Um, and it's less time consuming and small business is often on a budget crunch and a time crunch mm. and they just need it to work and right. they need to get it out there. So we kind of take all that into consideration. I mean, I, this is kind of a convoluted response to your question, but there's a lot to consider there. And, mm. and so we really try to focus on all of those considerations very early in the, in the project. We actually have a uh, contact form that has a couple different like paths you can follow on our, on our website. You know, if you just want to say hi, like you're one of our friends or somebody who um, maybe is listening and just went freelance and you want to let us know you're available, please reach out with the, Hey, I'm just saying hi, but there's also something on there that's, I've got an idea of what I want to make and I want to set up a time to talk about it. Okay. Let's do that. And a couple days out, you know, you can schedule a meeting with us and we would love to hear what, what you want to do. Right. There's another third path on that that's for an existing customer or an existing client where they can just put in a creative request and it triggers a bunch of automated stuff on my end. And we get that thing going as fast as possible, uh, especially on a time crunch, but they can upload 
you know, files to share with us. They can upload footage to share with us. Um, you know, we have kind of two buckets of how we might do a video production. Mm -hmm. One of which is, you know, bring us in. We've got professional equipment, professional lighting stuff. I mean, we've got it all. We can do it all and provide the staff for it. But if, if that's not something you can afford, you've got a smartphone in your pocket that is got a terrific camera on it. Right. You're capable of taking pictures. You're capable of shooting some video of your product. And we can put together a successful social media campaign for you on a budget. Mm -hmm. So um, that is what we consider the, you know, you shoot the video package. We provide the editing and motion design expertise for the nice. post-production. So, um, you know, we're really trying to offer a wide variety of services to a wide variety of clients with different budget constraints. Um, I see a lot of advertising agencies and that's where I come from um, is advertising and, and working agency side. And I just, I saw the little guys really struggling, man, and they just can't afford it and they just mm -hmm. can't do it, but it's become more accessible to your point. Like, you know, you guys do a really great job of it. It's 2D, but I would say your your whole business is 2D, you know, mm -hmm. like, so it just, it fits. It's a good fit. And for you guys to bring on an advertising agency to help you really like dial that up would be pretty expensive. Yeah. Um, we're a small, scalable studio. Right. We're, you know, a mom and pop, essentially. It's my wife and I that own the business. Right. And... Um, we scale to your needs. And I don't really, I never even had the vision of being in a big facility, but it became apparent, like we're just shelling out cash to secure facilities or secure permits and locations. We should just have one also hmm. um, where everything can be set up. We don't have to haul it out and bring it in. And like, it's a whole deal. Now yeah, you're not charging for travel. That. Yeah. But this is another way that uh, a really budget, constrained project can still have that high production value. Mm -hmm. So um, I think it was a wise investment for us. And I, I really don't envision a team of, you know, 15 people under one roof. Pre-COVID, I was saying this. I was like, that's not the future. The future is on the internet. It's online and it's a collaborative workforce. Mm -hmm. And it's all about hiring the right person for the job, you know? What does the budget allow me to hire? Because I've got plenty of motion designers that we can get you in, in, into a graphics package with very affordably. Or we've got some people that specialize in crazy shit, man, excuse me, but crazy stuff like fluid simulation and, you know, smoke and fire simulations and things like that that are like really high end visual effects workflows. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, cool. Yeah. We've covered the motion design side of your work. That's really cool. Ta talk a little bit about like projection mapping and, and this sort of like multimedia, like branded thing. That oh, absolutely. Did. What so is this all about? Projection mapping is, is really like a passion for me. It, I think it's a really interesting format for motion designers to be able to take a video projector or a fleet of video projectors and cover an architectural surface or maybe a rock outcropping. Um, after being at the Art Institute of Colorado for visual effects and motion graphics, I really 
had a tight group of just like the homies, man. And we all got really good internships and met really awesome freelancers and all the studios in Denver and just the whole community uh, of motion design and video in Colorado is really collaborative. It's super awesome. Nice. Um, And (laughs) a few of us, you know, we graduated in 2010. So the job and market and the economy was just like, Cranking. Yeah. It was cranking. <laughs> no, it was not. It was not. Cranking. It was impossible. It was impossible. And so um, we were like, well, we got to do something. So we formed a little art collective called Ghost Pixel. And we mm-hmm. were uh, the crew that projection mapped Red Rocks for a big oh, wow. gigantic, a uh, dubstep band out of Boulder. Mm-hmm. And we did it three years in a row for them. And it was awesome. And, you know, that's kind of our claim to fame. You know, that's my little brag in life. I mean, that that's kind of a high watermark for me. 10,000 people screaming when the graphics and the music change. That's cool. Really like. Were you oh, projecting man, on the rocks me. then? That's what we you. Were, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, I mean, that the rocks would build to the build of the music and then like collapse on the oh. drop and all syncopated to the music and like the whole amphitheater was living and breathing that night it was incredible so i offer projection mapping i was about to say i was about to say there are nights where the rocks definitely speak but that's that's a different story um yeah that's a different podcast that's a different podcast um because it's just crazy like the red rocks is like the womb of the earth it's it's really like a special place um so speaking of events, though, you also guys also offer virtual events. And, and is this a uh, was this pre-COVID or was this once COVID hit? You're like, we can do this. This is like our pivot, at least to, to try to do something. It was our pivot to at least try to do something. Um, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention TLC Learning Center here in Longmont. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I actually sit on their board of directors and, nice. you know, it's been a passion project for my family for a couple generations now. Oh, wow. I have an older sister who has Down syndrome who actually went to the school in the yeah. 70s. And so, you know, it, it's a family project and TLC needed to raise some funds. Right. I mean, we wanted to get the teachers um, some long-term disability. We wanted to do a lot of things to just make sure we didn't lose staff over the pandemic. Right. Um, right. And so... Hey, how do we flip all of our in-person events became a real topic of discussion really quick last spring uh, because everything they did fundraising wise was in person. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, we're not going to be able to do this. We need to figure it out. So I said, well, why don't we do a virtual event and, you know, we'll do some video interviews in a safe way. Um, we'll get some good sound bites. We can have a sponsorship reel. You know, I just brought like my television knowledge to the table for them. Right. And um, we flipped the switch and we're ready to produce a, an event within a couple of weeks. And um, I think we we're on our third one for them now. Oh, wow. In the past, you know, whatever it's been, 14 months of the pandemic, we've done three fundraisers for them. Uh, and, and I don't want to say that we've helped them raise the money that, that has provided all the stuff for the teachers because the Stewart family foundation here in Longmont, they did mm-hmm. that, not us. Um, they've donated an incredible amount of money. So well, that's positive. And just to, to sort of 
follow up really quick. You know, so the TLC Learning Center for folks listening, um, they've been providing pediatric therapy services to kids in Boulder County since 1956. Um, my family has had some experience um, with our kids for some child care and, and, and therapies as well. And, and you know, I want to say thank you for helping them out and, and doing that and, and having that passion for what is, you know, early childhood education. I'm pretty passionate about myself. So thank you for doing that. And I'm that is cool that you all take on projects like that because it's easy to just chase dollars. And that's in a way, maybe not the. Yeah. Dollars don't always make sense. They don't me. always. Yeah. I was about to say, it doesn't always make sense to use that. Like I, there's many songs that use that, but um, <laughs> you know, I, you know, uh, that's positive and think that's a cool, special project. Um, what was I going to say? Speaking of special projects, I'm going down the list. As, as folks who listen to the show know, I, I navigate your website and ask you questions. Um, but that's the only way to really learn about you. Um, you know, what? You know, those are the services, loosely speaking, right? Motion, live, um, these virtual events seem cool. And, you know, I, we'll get back to real events. But I also think there's a way to, like, blend that, right? It's in person and virtual. And how can we create experiences um, you know, like, what does that look like? You know, that's crystal ball. Yeah. That's crystal ball type stuff. I think that's like two, three years from now type stuff. Um, I, I really have seen a shift um, in a lot of different businesses to realizing the power of video, realizing the power of animation as a way to stand out in that social media noise. Uh-huh. Um, it just has what I like to call stopping power. People are scrolling, scrolling, mm-hmm. scrolling. It moved, it exploded, it shined, whatever it was, stopped them dead in their tracks. And now you got five seconds max. So that's, that's really like the social media aspect of it, but how that ties into live events, how that ties into your larger brand vision, maybe how you communicate with motion and the way your website builds or the way Mm. your, um, you know, you, maybe your brand has attitude and you really need to like infuse some of that emotion into everything you do. Mm -hmm. I I use Mountain Dew as an example. I used to work on that brand for years and man, that's a fun brand to work on. It's really in your face, like explosions, electricity, like highly caffeinated stuff but maybe your brand's a little more like quiet and nimble and more focused on, you know, what you offer or how you offer it. That's also an option too. And that can be communicated with motion. That's funny. Yeah. No, I mean, only one brand could have puppy monkey baby as their Super Bowl commercial. And that would be Mountain Dew, you know, Mm -hmm. like, that's still like, like when you think of like the ludicrous SEO strategy, of that creative meeting, I, I I remember reading an article where it's like, well, we thought, what are the three, like, you know, draw a circle of the three most popular things on the internet this year, puppies, monkeys, babies, let's make an ad. Um, super awkward. Um, well, I would love to be a fly on the wall at that meeting, you know, that's just ingenious thought. Um, that's wild. Um, was I, so, you know, other than like, all this, you know, will work. Um, you know, you're doing a lot of stuff here for the Longmont businesses, obviously as a part of your community. Um, you know, what, what, um, what are you and your wife and your kids doing to like, you know, create joy? 
Um, I would say that's been a real like challenge for the past year to like find something every single day. I've got two littles at home. Two kids. Uh, oh, there you go. Yeah. And you know, my wife's been homeschooling them and it, it's like a juggling act right. for her and for us. And, you know, she's my business partner, but man, she got pulled in that direction. And so I've had to shoulder a little bit more than I maybe had expected. Um, but how we found joy, man, is like a lot of Coloradoans. We go to the mountains, we go outside. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of places to go and be by yourself and be away from people in a safe way and really, I don't know, soak up the vitamin D from the sun while you can. Um, you know, I, I'm an avid fly fisherman. My wife and I enjoy hiking and nice. snowshoeing and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then we live on a nice little green belt here in Longmont. So we got a oh, nice, nice bike path and all that kind of stuff for the kids. So nice um last thing because it would be remiss if i didn't ask this so you talk about the hive your branding is this b and and all that but like where did tend dot studio which is like your website where did tend studio um where did the inspiration come for that well Lindsay and i were having lots of conversations around like what do we call it what is a great word that's you know not a already used url by somebody else what's not a name that's already the name of another studio or a web design studio or like right. what's we really wanted to find something that no one else was using and so that that conversation really quickly evolved into like let's look at antiquated words like let's look at words that people use our clients tend to think our clients tend to feel we tend to recommend like ah. there there's this natural like placement of it in mm -hmm. our in our copy when we talk about our brand that's really nice. interesting um and nice. i also come from a farming and ranching family here in longmont we've been okay. here for my kids are the fifth generation in Longmont. oh wow that's rare yeah. Yeah, it's very rare especially these days <laughs> yeah and so that um farming ranching vibe was kind of you know uh accessible but hard working i would say yeah and, and that really was a driving force in the conversation and then my wife um her parents live up in in carbondale in the mountains mm. and they own an art gallery up there and okay. so you know they're small business owners they're very down-to-earth people and so she by default and and we really wanted something that was accessible but antiquated um, right and that served like multiple meanings and was an available url so i was about to say the dot like studio really yeah. yeah like dot studio is like kind of novel and so it it blends you know nicely with what you're doing already and and so that's that's cool um we knew we wanted to call it something studio or something uh, like productions or you know something like that and we felt like studio was a little bit more open-ended in terms of what we could offer um and that way we could take on more projects and staff teams accordingly. Uh, and then the dot studio thing was actually pretty new when we launched our business in 2019. Um, and we were just like, Oh, that's cool. That's a fun way to like stand out and, and be remembered and, you know, maybe get bookmarked. That's fun. Right. And you know, this is a story 
um, about your business, but it's also we you know we say every sticker has a story, and that's how I'll close the show here. But I remember being really drawn to the to the love behind the mask sticker with the heart and the mask. How, how um you know as we wrap up here, just a quick hit of stickers. We love stickers; they're all behind me here, as you can see. Oh yeah. Um, like, what is the what is your role? Like, how do you use stickers? I guess. Well, I mean, I'm a sticker junkie. I, I'll hold up my iPad for everyone who can't see it, but it's covered in stickers. Um, is it, a it lot is covered I've in like gotten from artists or from like placements uh, in town or small businesses where it's on the counter or whatever. Um, but I've always found stickers to be like a way to stand out. Uh-huh. Um, and so I'll doodle stickers on my iPad on Procreate. Uh-huh. And like when the whole COVID thing hit, I just, I couldn't believe there was even a discussion about masks. Like we're we're just going to do this. Right. Like that was my mindset. And I realized that's not for everyone, Um, but that was definitely my mindset. And it quickly became apparent to me that like, if you love your family or your parents or your grandparents or your aunts and uncles, like Mm. you're going to wear a mask and we're going to do this together. Um, And so that's really where it came from was like, you can't see my face. You can't see me smile, but like, I love you. And, mm-hmm. and I don't even have to tell a stranger on the hiking trail that I can show them that right now, mm. which, which is really an interesting sort of um, psychological aspect of this whole thing for me. And so, you know, I doodled that heart and put a mask over it and was just like, whoa, Let's do it. That might be something. (laughs) Lindsay, like, come look at this. And she was like, wow, dude, you should get stickers. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, yeah, get some stickers and we'll like hand them out to people or send it to clients or leave them behind it, um, Mm -hmm. video shoots. And so that's kind of how it started. She just gave me the green light from, from 10 studio finance to buy some, some stickers, which I'm always game for. Sure. And um, we made them. And then shortly thereafter, um, I found an app called Art Vive. Uh-huh. Art Vive. Hold on. Let me let me make sure I get this right because I always pronounce it wrong. Art Vive. And it's an AR app where you can scan this sticker now with the app and it'll actually like animate and move. Oh, wow. And it's got like emotion to it, right? Yeah. I'd never done anything like that. Um, we've got some clients who are interested in that like XR, AR type workflow. And so I've been exploring it in my spare time. Um, but that was a really cool thing that I just like bolted on to making this sticker. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, um, I may have may or may not have placed them all over town. And if you see one, you can download the Artivive app and scan it and it says, you know, wear a mask, save a life is like the rest of the message. Right. Nice. So sticker giants always there to, uh, whip up something crazy that I have an idea for and get it done quickly. And I love working with you guys and I really enjoy having a local partner for my stickers and I cannot wait to come back in and see Saul and put all the stickers that I've made in the past year on him because, uh, they haven't made it there yet. Yeah. He's right there in the other room. And, uh, he, uh, he's our, he's my buddy. Um, well, Tom, thank you for your time. Everybody out there. Thanks for uh, letting Tom share his story and, 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 um, and being along for the ride. 
Um, we do say every sticker has a story. There's a bunch from Ten Studio, but the one that really spoke to me was, of course, this love behind the mask. And um, I appreciate all the love you're putting into the Longmont community. And um, thank you again for your time today. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Uh, the only other thing I wanted to add was yeah. we sent the Love Behind the Mask stickers to some family members who are in the healthcare industry. Okay. Yeah. And she gave it to her whole team, and we got a bunch of pictures back of it. You can go on our social media and check that out. Um, but you know, like full PPE holding up the masks and like you can just tell that they're holding up the stickers and you can just tell that they're excited about it. No, there's love. There's actual love. You can see it in their eyes. Um, The eyes really do speak a lot. Um, And that's what we're doing these days. Yeah, exactly. So like that, that's an emotional little story behind the sticker also. There you go. Um, Thank you everybody for joining us and we will, uh, we'll be seeing you next time. Tom, thanks again. Like I said, and um, everybody out there um, be, uh, be good to each other. That wraps up this episode of stickers on the mic brought to you by stickergiant.com. You can download us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcatcher. If you enjoy what you're hearing, please leave us a review. It helps us reach new listeners and share our customer sticker stories. And if you're inspired to create your own stickers or labels, head over to stickergiant.com to check out our options and use the coupon PODCAST to take 20% off your first item. Thanks again for listening to Stickers on the Mic. 